June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Snowmageddon Frenzy. <laughs> Chaos on the highway. The 60-car pileup. We have at least three or four people trapped. Will the pandemic outdoor dining tents cave in? It's going to be tough to serve anybody here today. Then, was this vaccine shot fake? There's the needle being injected, but there's no vaccine. Plus, COVID-stricken Ellen in agony. Excruciating back pain. Didn't know that that was a symptom. And Inside Edition holiday shipping test. Three packages, three different carriers. Can they beat the holiday rush and get to their destination before Christmas? Plus, kicking and screaming. Trump has reportedly even told some advisors that he will refuse to leave the White House on Inauguration Day. Then... Canceling Christmas? It's a year that I haven't seen my parents. It's really, really painful. And the warning after the big Thanksgiving spike. I'm not against Christmas or the holidays. I just think you need to do it in a very safe, very thoughtful way. And did this 104-year-old doctor father hundreds, even thousands of children? They say they just found out he's their dad. Oh my gosh, I know who my biological dad is. Plus, I quit. The Denny's hostess who's had enough with no maskers. These guys won't put their mask on. I'm sick of feeling like this. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello and thanks for joining us. I'm Mary Calvi in today for Deborah. As if we didn't have enough to worry about, the biggest nor'easter in a decade just dumped snow on 70 million people. And you definitely didn't want to get stuck in this, an epic pileup of 60 cars trapped for hours. Stephen Fabian reports. They've responded to one accident and get caught in another. You can see just how close to disaster these Pennsylvania first responders came in the snowstorm that battered the nation. A staggering 60 vehicles were involved in a pileup on the interstate in Pennsylvania. Two people were killed. There is tractor trailers and all people all over the road. We have at least three or four people trapped. In New York, 19 cars slammed into each other on the Henry Hudson Parkway, triggering this police warning. If you don't need to be out, stay home. Despite the chaos, the Big Apple was a winter wonderland, but people still got to eat. New Yorkers love their bagels. You still had to be out here and get your bagel, right? Absolutely. Nothing stops us. <laughs> so obviously outdoor dining here in New York City has been affected by the storm. A place like this right here is safe because it's completely covered. But look at this place over here, an outdoor booth with no roof covered in snow. I'll tell you what, it's going to be tough to serve anybody here today. Beautiful night here. But then again, this restaurant owner and his staff had dinner outside at the height of the storm. At the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree, sightseers were pretty much non-existent. Who'd want to battle that fierce wind? 
this Christmas tree stand in the Lower East Side really got dumped on. The trees are covered, but even under this tent, look at the rest of their merchandise. Wreaths, wrapping paper, covered in snow, toys for the kids, ornaments. Look at these snowmen, buried. Others made the best of the snowstorm. This Maryland resident is playing ice hockey in his driveway. Brody the dog seems to be enjoying the snow in Virginia. And listen to the reaction as these sledding kids hear some big news. And you may have heard the storm being referred to as Winter Storm Gale. Turns out that name was created by the Weather Channel and has not been made official by the National Weather Service. It was one of those magical moments, a healthcare worker at a hospital getting one of the first COVID-19 vaccines. But now some are saying it was all a fake, that the doctor didn't actually get the injection. Anne Mercogliano explains. This paramedic is getting vaccinated before TV cameras. But wait, the syringe looks empty and the plunger is already pressed down. Compare that video to another nurse getting the shot moments later. That black line indicates the syringe is full and it clearly moves as the vaccine is injected. The apparent fakery happened at University Medical Center in El Paso, Texas. Paramedic Ricardo Martinez even talked about getting vaccinated. Hopefully it'll help because it's been a lot of work for everybody, not only that, but the community. After questions were raised on social media, the hospital wouldn't respond directly except to say the paramedic was vaccinated again today. We asked infectious disease expert Dr. William Schaffner. Well, I watched the video and I really couldn't decide exactly what happened. And I'm not so sure they understood it either. A little weird. And talk show host Ellen DeGeneres is speaking out about her bout with COVID-19. One thing that they don't tell you is uh, you get uh, somehow excruciating back pain. Didn't know that that was a symptom, but I talked to some other people. Back pain. Who knew? How come? Back pain. Bad. Ellen says she is on the road to recovery. We've all seen those precious vials of vaccine from Pfizer. They contain five doses each. But it turns out many of the vials may actually contain six or even seven doses. That means the vials may contain one or two more doses than expected. It could make a pretty significant difference. Pfizer is telling doctors to use every drop in every vial. And this waitress at a Denny's near Chicago has had it with people who won't wear masks. I quit. I quit. What is wrong with you people? Ma'am, we're not Roger, I'm not working for this anymore. She walked off the job when these customers yes, claimed they had a right not to wear them. And the extreme weather in the Northeast is only adding to worries about holiday packages being delivered by Christmas. It's definitely crunch time, so we decided to do a test, sending three packages across the country with three different carriers. Jim Murray tells us the results. Getting packages to their destinations gets complicated with the massive snowstorm in the east. Just working extra hard, doing my job. And with so many people ordering online due to the pandemic, holiday gifts are en route in numbers never seen before. So the big question is, will they all get there before Christmas? We sent Inside Edition producer Katie Taylor to Macy's in New York City. Jim will love this. As a test, she bought three gifts for me and packed them up. Olaf, say hi to Jim. She sent one by the U.S. Postal Service, 
the next by UPS, the third via FedEx. All went a very expensive route overnight. Would they really get to me in Los Angeles the next day? Great news, each of the packages showed up the next day as promised. USPS was first, 10.02 a.m. Next was FedEx at 11.22 a.m. and UPS, 6.36 p.m. So what did it cost? The U.S. Postal Service was the cheapest, $44. UPS cost $160. FedEx was the most expensive at $170. But looking at these gifts, I'm reminded of something very important. It sure is the thought that counts. Very true, Jim. In one month, Joe Biden will be sworn in as the 46th president of the United States, and Donald Trump still refuses to concede. Now CNN is reporting that the president had a temper tantrum, telling aides he may refuse to leave the White House on Inauguration Day. I'm not leaving. That's what the president has reportedly told his staff, flat out refusing to accept defeat and vacate the White House. Trump has reportedly even told some advisors that he will refuse to leave the White House on Inauguration Day. One of his advisors tells CNN, quote, he's throwing a temper tantrum. He's going to leave. He's just lashing out. Trump seems totally unwilling to concede, a situation never before experienced in American history. This morning, he tweeted, just released data shows many thousands of non-citizens voted in Nevada. But the reality is, there is no evidence that that happened. The numbers are... Now a parody video of the president being wheeled out of the Oval Office by moving men is going viral. Can you look at... Wait, just one second. Construction for Joe Biden's inauguration on January 20th is well underway at the Capitol. And due to the pandemic, it's certain to be way scaled down from the epic swearing-ins of ceremonies past. Instead of giving out a pool of 200,000 tickets, each member of Congress will instead be allowed to attend themselves, and they will each be allowed one guest. Citizens are being asked not to travel to D.C. Instead, watch on TV. At least there'll be no dispute over whose inauguration crowd was bigger, Trump's or Biden's. This was the largest audience to ever witness an inauguration, period. In other news, there's fallout from the Tom Cruise onset meltdown. You've heard the Mission Impossible star freaking out about COVID-19 guidelines not being followed. Now comes a report that five crew members have quit. Turmoil continues on the set of Mission Impossible 7. We are not shutting this Five members of the crew reportedly up and quit after Tom Cruise's epic meltdown over COVID-19 protocol violations, which came after he saw two guys on the set watching a computer screen less than six feet apart. I don't ever want to see it again, ever. If I see you do it again, you're gone. More rant is surfacing today. After going nuts, it appears Cruise softens his tone. I care about you. Not help me, you're Seconds later, though, another outburst. When people are standing around a computer and hanging out around here, what are you doing? While his temper tantrum is thought to be inappropriate by many, the superstar is getting support from his high-profile Hollywood friends. I get it. You know, that's his movie. And if he goes down with COVID, the movie's done. I believe that Tom Cruise completely justified in doing that. Director Ava DuVernay tweeted, If you've shot during the pandemic, you know the Herculean effort it is to keep a project going within COVID protocols. Been there, 
felt the rage. George Clooney told Howard Stern he completely understands Cruz's frustration. Well, he didn't overreact because it is a problem. I understand why he did it. He's he's not wrong at all about that. I wouldn't have done it that big. I wouldn't have, you know, pulled people out. It's just not my style to, you know, to take everybody to task that way. Stephen Colbert spoofed the Tom Cruise rant with this clip of Santa melting down to Rudolph and his elves. Creating thousands of jobs. I don't ever want to see it again. Ever. Pretty clever. Mission Impossible 7 is scheduled to be released November of 2021. The CDC is issuing the same warnings for Christmas as they did for Thanksgiving. Keep gatherings as small as possible, wear masks, and try to avoid traveling. The opposite of what the holidays are supposed to be about. Kelly Ripa is grappling with the raw emotion many are feeling this holiday season. It's a year that I haven't seen my parents. I'm, it's, I'm at the one-year mark. Wow, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, and it's painful. As the pandemic rages on, the CDC recommends keeping your holiday gatherings small, which means another miserable time without loved ones, just like Thanksgiving. Really, really painful yeah. for me. Uh, to not see them. You want to make sure that you protect high-risk people especially, so don't bring grandma down with her multiple comorbidities that might put her at risk of ending up in the hospital with COVID-19. They need to stay separate from the rest of the family, uh, and I think that's true for anyone with underlying medical conditions. Dr. Oz is joined by a chorus of other medical professionals. We can't let our guard down. The next six to eight weeks are gonna remain really tough. We are the ones who can make a difference by staying home and not gathering indoors with our loved ones. Dr. Fauci, who turns 80 on Christmas Eve, revealed he won't be celebrating Christmas with his three adult daughters for the first time since they were born. But Fox's Laura Ingram is going in another direction. Of course, act cautiously, but Christmas is meant to be spent with your family, not isolated and locked down. Dr. Oz has this advice. I'm not against Christmas or the holidays. I just think you need to do it in a very safe, very thoughtful way. That way you won't be having Christmas and New Year's uh, in a, you know, on your phone talking to the ICU about how your loved one is doing. It's definitely going to be a Christmas unlike any other. Back with more Inside Edition after this. Next, did this 104-year-old doctor father hundreds, even thousands of children? They say they just found out he's their dad. Oh my gosh, I know who my biological dad is. Then, the American teen and her boyfriend sentenced to prison for breaking quarantine in a tropical paradise. We can't get her home. And new airline safety dance. Do the dance, do the dance. Everybody wash some hands. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. The cop who adopted an abused little girl. Next, Inside Edition. He rescued her from a horrible situation at home. Then he became taken with Kyla's loving spirit. It melted my heart right away. Now she's part of the family. Then, how not to touch your face. You can train the bracelet to remind you not to touch your face. The newest ways to keep you safe from COVID-19. Next, Inside Edition. This fertility doctor is 104, and he's kept quite a secret during his long life. It's believed he fathered up to a 1,000 children. Yes, a 1,000. Now they're all grown up and finding out who their biological dad really is. 
This 104-year-old doctor is believed to have fathered hundreds of children. Yes, hundreds. And some of his patients may not have ever known. These women recently found out the shocking news. Both of their mother's doctor is their biological father. So, your sisters? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Apparently. Yes. Jamie Hall was recently told that her mom had used sperm from a dear family friend to become pregnant. Her mom went to Dr. Philip Peven for the procedure. So Jamie was stunned when she was matched on the DNA website 23andMe with the name Peven. I said, oh my gosh, I know who my biological dad is. It's got to be my mom's Obese. There's Dr. Philip Heaven's name on Jamie's birth certificate. He's listed as a physician at the Detroit Hospital, not as her father. She asked to meet the now 104-year-old doctor and says he made an astonishing confession. He said that he had uh, discarded it, um, the sample that my mom had brought, her donor's sample, and I asked why. And he had a very scientific explanation for it. He knew he was viable, were his words, but he did not tell my mom that. Jean Landis also learned Dr. Peven was her biological father after researching her family tree. She says her parents who visited the doctor for artificial insemination were never told the donor would be the OBGYN himself. Jean also met with the doctor and recorded this video. Did you think of that when you donated? Did you think... They're going to get a smart, at least a leg up in life because they're going to be smart like me. <laughs> now both Jamie and Jean are dealing with the startling realization that they might have hundreds, perhaps even more than a thousand siblings out there who all share the same biological father. These newfound sisters harbor no ill feelings towards their biological father. Do you think this doctor did, did the wrong thing? No. No. You know, she wanted a child. There wasn't the option back then of freezing sperm or sperm banks available. It's a positive all the way around. No objections. The women we interviewed say they have made contact with at least six siblings they never knew they had and plan to stay in touch. Still to come, the American teen and her boyfriend sentenced to prison for breaking quarantine in a tropical paradise. We can't get her home. And the new airline safety dance. Do the dance. Do the dance. Everybody wash some hands. She's a teenager who was just sentenced to four months in prison in the Caribbean, all for breaking COVID-19 protocols. This American teen is jailed in paradise for breaking quarantine. 18-year-old Skylar Mack was visiting the Cayman Islands in the Caribbean and slipped out of her hotel early to see her boyfriend compete in a jet ski race. Her grandmother back home in Georgia is worried sick. It should not have happened to her, and we can't get her home. Skylar flew to the island on November 27th. She was required to quarantine for 14 days, but after just two days, she broke quarantine to attend the jet ski competition. Skylar had been given a wrist monitor upon arriving at her hotel, but she took it off. Reporter Andrell Harris is covering the story. 
It was a premeditated breach, which was supported by the evidence. Skyler's professional jet skiing boyfriend was also arrested for aiding and abetting. This is video from the competition where Skyler, who tested negative, mingled for seven hours with others, many without masks. Now the pre-med honors student from Georgia is facing four months behind bars. Four months in prison for the first time she's ever gotten in any trouble. In a letter to the judge, Skyler called going to the jet ski competition the biggest mistake of her life. And when we come back, the airline having some fun with COVID-19 protocols. Finally, with many tired of listening to COVID guidelines, Alaska Air has come up with a fun way to remind people how to be safe. All set to the 80s hit Safety Dance. We can fly where you want to. We can leave your house behind. But if your friends don't mask, and why don't they mask? Well, they won't fly this airline. Incredibly, they are all airline employees who only had a few hours to rehearse. Pretty impressive. And that's Inside Edition for today. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Once upon a beat. Remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me DJ and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the New Kids and Family Podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. Hey everybody, John Stewart here. I am here to tell you about my new podcast, The Weekly Show. It's going to be coming out every Thursday. So exciting. You'll you'll be saying to yourself, TGIT. Thank God it's Thursday. We're going to be talking about all the things that hopefully obsess you in the same way that they obsess me. The election, economics, earnings calls. What are they talking about on these earnings calls? We're going to be talking about ingredient to bread ratio on sandwiches. And I know that I listed that fourth, but in importance, it's probably second. I know you have a lot of 
options as far as podcasts go, but how many of them come out on Thursday? I mean, talk about innovative. Listen to The Weekly Show with John Stewart wherever you get your podcasts.